This is Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer, where we set the table for Christian conversations that explore the Scripture, promote prayer, and seek to edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at Greenville House of Prayer. Now for today's broadcast. Welcome to another episode of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. My name is Curtis Carr. We're glad that you've tuned in today. Unfortunately, I don't have one of my co-hosts with me. I normally have either Dustin or Joseph here with me, but they are not in studio today. But I do have the one and only Gary Miller. He's sitting behind the board there in case I... I need some backup, and I get I get uh, tied up. I've got some help. I got I, some reinforcements here. I so. have no responsibilities here whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> He's not responsible for anything that's said or done on this program. But no, we're glad that you've tuned in today. Um, even though I don't have my co-host, I do have a special guest with us. Uh, we're excited about uh, what she has to say today. Um, we are going to be talking about the issue of human trafficking and sexual exploitation and. Um, the organization is Heart for Freedom, heartforfreedom.org. You can find out more information about them at heartforfreedom.org. I've got their founder here, Julie Tadardo. How are you, Julie? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. We're really glad that you're here and glad to have you. Um, for those who've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know that um, this issue is important to the Greenville House of Prayer in that it's one of our main prayer focuses so we have several main prayer focuses uh, that we uh, really target in prayer at our local gatherings. We have prayer meetings every second and fourth Friday of the month. Uh, we also have a local church prayer initiative, a network of about 200 uh, intercessors that are on a text thread that we pray for regularly. We host uh, local pastors and ministry leaders, uh, pastors' lunches and prayer gatherings. Um, so we do a lot of different things focused primarily on promoting and facilitating worship and prayer in our area for the advancement of God's kingdom. And there's several main topics that, that have uh, the Lord's highlighted to us to really target in prayer because we believe that uh, our prayers will bring change. And so we want to see results, you know, and you don't know if you're not, you're not watching it or setting some metrics at least um, along those lines. And so one of those prayer topics is focused on justice issues, and under that banner, uh, one of those justice issues that we're praying against is human trafficking and sexual exploitation. We're believing for, for God to set captives free in that, that area, uh, both those who are, who are causing the issues, those who are bound and, um, and victimizing, but also those who have been victims and are being victimized, that, that both of those, they're both bound and they both be set free. And so we pray for that regularly. We highlight local ministries um, that are focused on that. We've had several uh, episodes with a local ministry called Switch. Um, we've had um, the founder and director of Exodus Cry, Benjamin Nolo, he came on the air. And, and just talking about all the kind of ins and outs surrounding this issue and how Christians can be engaged and be the answer to the problem. I believe, you know, the light is supposed to shine in the darkness and cast out the darkness, and we need to be, one, aware of what the issue is, what's going on around us, and how we can be involved. Uh, so we're glad to, you know, hear about you and, and what you guys are doing uh, with Heart for Freedom. Um, so first, I would love to just, you know, hear more about your story, Julie, if you want to just share kind of uh, whatever you want to share in regards to your story, because I know it overlaps with the calling of being involved in this particular type of ministry. 
Um, but yeah, just go ahead and jump in and kind of tell us how the Lord's brought you to this place. Okay. Well, thank you again for having me. Yeah. And um, so, yes, to your point, my story definitely overlaps with uh, what God has called me to do with Heart for Freedom. Um, I came from uh, just many years of sexual abuse as a child, her child and then out of that uh, went into positions where I was exploited sexually for a means of survival. Um, mm-hmm. So whether or not that meant my, you know, my next uh, fix from a substance abuse standpoint, or if that meant just a place to stay or to fill an emotional gap, you know, whatever that looked like at that time of my life, um, I was using my body um, sexually to gain whatever I needed. Yeah. Uh, the, whatever those voids were. Um, so uh, fast forward um, eventually, and thank thank God, <laughs> in my 30s, um, uh, I usually tell people that it was just, it truly was just a real awakening, and it was just one of those God moments where you felt like he just shook you, you know, and where yeah. he was just like, okay, enough is enough. You know, you, yeah. you've done enough. You're not gonna abuse my daughter anymore, and you're gonna you're gonna you know start walking with me. And it was yeah. it literally felt like just just this true awakening, and um, he got my attention. And uh, long story short, he yeah you know started just uh, redeeming things. Um, you know first with the substance abuses and just kind of just things just started falling off of me and like just falling away from me. Like wow. I didn't. I am so grateful for his grace that I never had to put myself in like some kind of recovery or anything like that. Like literally things just started falling away from me. Hmm. Um, and, uh, now it was a rough road cause that's not easy. <laughs> like to just, you know, be high for most of your life and then all of a sudden try to function sober. Like that doesn't yeah. come naturally, I guess. And it's not easy. Um, but, uh, so it was, there were some difficult roads, but through his grace, I, I would say he made it, um, easier than, than even some other people might have it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, where did you grow up? What, where, are you from this area or? No, not originally that, um, that all happened in Charleston. I, I moved around a lot, um, mm-hmm. up until I went to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and then after, uh, I came up here in 2019. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I, um, so tell us a little bit about that awakening yeah. season. What did that look like? I mean, you mentioned you were on, on drugs. Yeah, and, and some, I mean, some some pretty hard substances. Um, yeah. And uh, when he shook me, like I said, it just, things started to fall from me and the desire started to fall from me like to even do some of the things that I was doing um I think the challenge um for me uh and still being transparent still is is that emotional wiring that happens with that type of abuse Mm -hmm. with that type of exploitation with that type of shame that's attached to all of that um not only, you know, did I have to learn how to be sober, I also had to learn how to be emotionally well because yeah. I was not, yeah. you know, yeah. I, f- I functioned in life. I, um, you know, managed to keep 
jobs and and do some things you know all the way into my 30s that I still have no idea how I how God allowed me to pull off mm-hmm. but but I did you know so I had like this this mask on in that regard and functioned in my careers and did well in different positions along the way um but I I still you know after after that awakening happened I really had to look at some really hard stuff and face some really hard stuff and face some emotional topics and uh, learn to forgive myself, learn to forgive God, mm-hmm. um, learn to forgive the people that abused me yeah. um, because, you know, they should have known better, right? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just kind of pick up the pieces from there and now here I am. I think I'm most... For the most part, pretty emotionally well. <laughs> so things things will still come up that that are like, why was that my reaction? But sure. after after many years of recovery and you know over ten years of sobriety at this point, so I'm actually twelve years sober um, this awesome. upcoming year. Yeah, so great. so like after after some a lot of therapy, like there's there's a lot that way involved into all of that, but. Um, yeah. Praise so. God, we're not where we used to be, yes, right? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Maybe, maybe not where exactly we need to be all the time, but we're yeah. not where we used to be. Yes. We're moving in the right direction. Correct. Yeah. Uh, now, did you have any uh, a Christian upbringing or uh, any of that as far as when you came to this this awakening in your thirties? How did you know where to go and where did you look and and um, Yeah, not really. I mean, the the upbringing that I was raised in was pretty far from the church um, mm-hmm. as far as in my individual home. Um, like my grandparents were um, born and green Christians, um, and I remember some of that, but they died when I was relatively young. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we weren't raised directly in the church at, very much at all. Um, and then I literally like kind of wandered into this Methodist church in Charleston and when I say wandered, like, really, I just was passing by. And I was like, okay. You just felt guess, like you should just walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And out of that, in every place that God has has positioned me, it's really remarkable because every place that he's positioned me has has came out of exactly what he needed me to get from that particular position. So I can explain that a little bit more. But when I wandered into that um Methodist Church, um, you know, I had to, I had to face um, the the childhood that I was raised in. I had to face some of that through my mom, so it dissevered our relationship um, because it was my stepdad was my primary abuser growing Mm -hmm. up, and so it kind of severed that relationship. And then when that happened, um, you know, there I was, my you know, I was basically orphaned um, and just kind of wandering around in this new world of what I didn't even know was called Christianity at the mm-hmm. time, you know. but So you're saying um, whenever you brought up the the past of what happened to you in the past and were try- you were trying to address it, it wasn't well received and no. you were cut off by, by your mother or your Correct. family. Wow. Yes. And it, it's yeah. surprising that that happens a lot, I think. Uh, yes. It's maybe worth highlighting is yes. that... Uh, oftentimes when those types of um, things are brought up, they're discredited or not listened to yes. and even worse, you know, shunned, yes. which is not the way to handle that, obviously. Uh, no. 
And so we need to to be sensitive to that and, and also be sensitive to why maybe some women don't speak up, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. of the way that uh, that type of um, vulnerability has been not handled well. Right. Uh, it keeps people from wanting to be vulnerable in that way. Yeah. I think that's an important point to make that, that you is. were sharing in, in your story. That is. And then there's a, a, a shame that's attached to that and sure. almost a stigma to to a point where if if I tell somebody this, then all of a sudden I've received this shame, sure. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a great and point. And in many with the identity of uh, thinking that you caused that or you were a part of the reason that that happened, um, you know, internalizing that as your identity, right. you know, keeps people bound up in that, that yep. shame. If you're just tuning in, we're here with Julie Todaro, who is the founder of Heart for Freedom. Um, it's an organization that seeks to bring awareness and education uh, regarding the issue of human trafficking. They want to establish freedom, especially for children of our community, on the topics of sexual exploitation and sex trafficking. Um, you guys actually have an event coming up on April the 29th. I think that's a Friday, right? That Friday, April 29th. It's Students Against Human Trafficking Youth Summit. Uh, it's going to be held at Greenville First Assembly Church. It's on uh, Haywood Road, 1105 Haywood Road. It'll be from 530 to 9. And the idea is to raise awareness regarding human trafficking and sexual exploitation, particularly in the youth, um, which I think is so needed. I mean, I, you know, I just think of the time I grew up in and the things I was exposed to and the things I gave into and the things that happened to me, and I had far less resources at my, you know, at my grasp as some of these kids do. I mean, to think mm-hmm. you've got a computer in your hand at all time with issues like pornography or mm-hmm. whatnot, um, you know, social media interaction and being vulnerable to you know predators in that way. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things out there nowadays that. I didn't have to face, but the youth are being bombarded with, and we mm-hmm. need to to help um, equip them to to stand in the midst mm-hmm. of that, yes. and, and to not especially hide from these hard issues. That's one thing yes. you say on, uh, on your side. It talks about we commit to speak up about these hard topics. Mm-hmm. I think that the enemy loves it when we when we're silent on yes. the issues that matter, or when we try to hide from the difficult conversations or the pain of our past or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we bring it into the light before yes. the Lord, the Lord can touch it. And that's when healing and freedom comes. So, um, so tell us a little can. bit about the the event that's coming up on, on the 29th. Sure. So you, you hit on a lot of really great topics there. Um, it is to educate and empower the youth on the topic of sex trafficking and sexual exploitation, what they are, um, have the opportunity to expose themselves to and be mindful of the, some of the choices that they make in that regard. Um, I have something very heavy on my spirit that is just about like revival mm-hmm. that, that I'm, that I'm I really want to just breed a revival in these kids that stands up and says no more. Amen. Like I'm done. I'm done. You're not doing this to me anymore. I'm not exposing myself to this anymore. And I don't want to make it sound like, um, you know, if, if our kids make a bad decision or if they expose themselves to pornography, that all of a sudden, you know, they're going to be trafficked. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it is, a, to some extent, it is about 
um, what we what we choose to to put into our spirit, right, sure, yeah. is the same thing that we end up getting that we're able to end up getting out, and the and the same thing that God is able to end up using in our lives. So, like, just teaching, um, you know, teaching on topics of sexting, for example, where you know that is illegal and people are doing it all the time, but mm -hmm. it it is an illegal act, and these kids don't even know that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, the connection to pornography and what it does to your spirit, but also what kind of red flag can be raised um, to a predator mm -hmm. if he's following somebody. Um, uh, it, predators are very smart. So if he's following somebody on social media and children are putting, or our youth are putting topics on social media regarding, you know, uh, certain kind of vulnerabilities, you know, that's mm -hmm. something that a predator can cue in on, you mm -hmm. know, so just having that open forum um, between uh, parents and, and their children to, you know, talk about some of this stuff, because it is, there's a lot of stigma around these, even just the word pornography, mm -hmm. or the word sex trafficking, like I just, I, I um, hope to see a revival in that as well, where we just break some of the stigma, and it doesn't, it doesn't um, feel like it's something that can't that we can't say out loud, or that we can't yeah. talk to our kids about. Yeah, well, and and God created sexuality, you know, yeah. for a purpose, and it's a beautiful thing that that glorifies Him when it's done in the proper context. And that's another part is I don't think the church has done a great job as far as talking about. Uh, the, the beauty of sexuality and how it's to be handled, you know, mm -hmm. before him in holiness and in the context of marriage yeah. between a man and a woman, how, how uh, beautiful it is um, and why the enemy wants to, to steal and kill in that arena is because God has a glor uh, glorious purpose for that, mm -hmm. you know, to bring forth children, to, to create godly families, for yeah. enjoyment and pleasure and intimacy between a husband and a wife, those types of things. Um, yeah. So we need to, to one, expose the, the uh, wiles of the devil, expose the things that he's trying to do in this generation, mm -hmm. while also uh, highlighting maybe even more so the, the things that God wants to do in mm -hmm. this generation or within any particular topic. Mm -hmm. um, now, I saw online that you guys are going to have a couple of guest speakers. We are. There at the event. It looks like it says you got food trucks, a live D DJ, yes. raffles. So yes. it's not just you're going to come and listen to somebody talk to you. It'll be a fun time yeah. uh, for the youth. We encourage you to, to uh, reach out. You know, you can find more information um about Heart for Freedom at heartforfreedom.org. They can find out information about the event there, heartforfreedom.org. Again, it's April 29th, the Students Against Human Trafficking Youth Summit. Uh, it'll start at 5.30 at Greenville First Assembly at 1105 Haywood Road in Greenville. Um, so what speakers do you have coming in? They can register for the event, too, on that same website. On the same website, you mm -hmm. can register for the event. So yeah. go there, register. If you're a right. parent listening, get your youth there. Sorry. It'll be good to connect with other uh, youth in the area, and but also hear some very informative, important discussion on these topics. Yeah. To, to answer your speaker question, um, we have two, uh, two main speakers. We have several speakers. Like, we'll have um, somebody from... Uh, 
the Greenville County School System. His mm. name is Rick Floyd, and he actually sits at Greenville County School Systems and monitors the internet safety for all of the kids. Okay. So he's actually going to come and speak on internet safety. Um, and then we have a couple like highlight speakers. Um, one of them is a gentleman by the name of Cyrus Birch, who will just give a really, um, really great motivational speak uh, speech regarding his um, testimony. Um, and he also was a stunt performer on the movie Black Panther. So okay. he just has just a really cool story about what God did for him. And then the other um, the other speaker is uh, a lady by the name of Heather who works for an organization called Lighthouse for Life. Um, and Lighthouse for Life is a, um, a, a, a organization that focuses on sex trafficking, um, education, awareness, um, and also works directly with survivors out mm -hmm. of and their and their organization is in Colombia. And Heather has an amazing story herself. I've um, uh, really looking forward to her. That's speaking. awesome. Yeah. So it, is this for parents and youth? Or? Yes. Okay. So anyone's welcome. So mm -hmm. any age is welcome. Yeah. 12, I, I, well, I was, 12 and we're suggesting 12 and up just okay. because of the topics. Yeah. But, you know, you know, the maturity of your child as well. So if they're 10 or 11 and you think that it's time to have some of those conversations, yeah. um, then by all means, you know, bring them. Yeah, well, hearing you talk, I was thinking, man, that'd be good for parents to, to yes. make sure they attend and yes. yeah, to do that you yes. know, together. So Friday night, April the 29th, the Students Against Human Trafficking Youth Summit at Greenville First Assembly, 1105 Haywood Road. be starting at 530. You can register for that at heartforfreedom.org, heartforfreedom.org. Um, really encourage you to connect with, with Julie and Heart for Freedom, uh, one, to learn about what they're doing in the area, but also particularly for this youth summit on how uh, maybe we can do better at raising awareness regarding sexual exploitation and human trafficking, uh, especially in our area. We're going to target into. Gary, do you have something over there? Uh, yes. Julie, you mentioned that you know one of the things the enemy tries to do is to keep you from ta talking about this, to, mm -hmm. to bring it out. Did you, when you were going through this, did you want to try to talk to it? Did you have friends close enough to, to say something? Or did the enemy just use things well, to keep you quiet? Really interesting question. Um, that that had to have been God to have you ask me that question. Because <laughs> um, I will, I am not joking when I say that I was so bound that I couldn't even get the words out like people saw the darkness in me. I was walking through the motions. Mm -hmm. I was going to church. I had been baptized at that point in time. And he had planted me, you know, kind of going back to that conversation that, that I was saying earlier where he just strategically places us to all the, the where we need to be to get exactly what he needs uh, or wants get get what he wants for us is a better way to say that. Yeah. And one of the places that he placed me was um, at another, at a church in Charleston. And it was where I experienced most of my emotional, or all actually of my emotional freedom. Hmm. Um, but that was six years into my walk with God. And prior to that, I sat in the back pew, left sat in the back pew and left, mm -hmm. even at small groups and everything, and you couldn't get me to talk. Mm -hmm. And people saw the darkness in me, but they just couldn't pull out 
they, they couldn't pull it out because I, the enemy had me so bound. I was, I didn't want to talk about it. I was ashamed. I didn't know what people were going to think of me because mm-hmm. of some of the things that I had gone through, some of the choices that I made because of some of the things that I had gone through. Yeah. Um, and like I was at a, um, a revival um, and it was a, through through the church I was at at the time. I was at a revival, and the one of the mentors I had at the time, they said to me, Julie, we can't help you unless you talk. Hmm. And I was like, I can't. Like, I literally cannot <laughs> formulate the words. Yeah. And the the one of them slid a paper and a pen to me, and he said that I want you to write. And I just started writing like a page and a half of all of this stuff that I had gone through and all this stuff that I was um, that I was keeping in. And uh, they read it and then they said, "Okay, let's go pray. And they prayed over me. And I'm not even kidding you. I walked back into the same like small group after like. I don't know, seven weeks of sitting in the corner and they thought it was my first day there. And a new like person, that. yeah, yeah. They thought it was like, they were like, um, like, oh, you know, so are you just joining time, us? Was that the first time you had ever communicated all that yeah. trauma to another person? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important point just to mm-hmm. highlight. Like, and I've experienced in my own life, there's, God created us, one, for community, to be known by people mm-hmm. and to be known by him, like mm-hmm. everything, you know, mm-hmm. he already knows everything, but, yeah. but to open our hearts and be vulnerable, there's something very powerful that happens with that. And there's, uh, we will not grow spiritually, will not grow emotionally if we bottle those things up, you know, whether it's trauma that happened to us, we were victims, whether yeah. it's things that we did that we shouldn't have done, that we, you know, we were we sin in a certain way and we know we shouldn't have and so we just bury it and hide it. Mm-hmm. Those things are meant to be brought out into the light. And, yeah. and the enemy wants to keep us, as Gary was saying, he wants to keep us isolated or not feel like we have a place to, to get it out. But I would encourage you, if you're listening, if there's things, there may be things that are coming to your mind right now that you're like, I've buried that. I've never told anybody. I could never tell anybody. I would challenge you to ask God to find uh, to lead you to an outlet to share that with somebody in a safe, confidential place, someone who knows the Lord and is going to point you to the Lord, and and bring that out into the light and confess that and allow the Lord to touch that place, and He'll bring healing and freedom that uh, you could have never dreamed as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't realize how we don't realize how bound we are until we get free, mm-hmm. right? And then you mm-hmm. look back and be like, "Wow, I was really." bound up with depression or bound up with you know fear or whatever it is but once you get free from that you you realize man i was missing it you Mm -hmm. know and so i wouldn't but and a lot of times we think that it'll just happen but there's there's scriptural principles biblical principles that we have to follow confessing our sins or you know bringing those things out into the light asking for forgiveness forgiving other people Mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier that that if we don't do those things, we're hindering our growth, we're hindering our freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, we're almost out of time for this episode, <laughs> Julie. Thank you so much for, you. for joining us and, and being vulnerable with your story, and thank you for all that you're doing with 
Heart for Freedom. Again, we encourage you to get connected for with Heart for Freedom. It's heartforfreedom.org. They have their uh, Youth Summit that's coming up on April 29th, Students Against Human Trafficking Youth Summit. You can find out more information about that and register at their website. Uh, but also want to continue to encourage you to pray into this issue. God is raising up ministries like Heart for Freedom and many others who are on the front lines of fighting against this um, major issue, and I believe that you know the light is going to triumph over the darkness in this issue, and that's what we're praying for in this region. We're glad that you've tuned in today. We hope that you'll join with us next time. Until then, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's broadcast of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. We pray you've been encouraged and hope you'll join us next week as we continue to host Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at the Greenville House of Prayer.